Pastor Patrick, come. Preach the word. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good to be here with you today. I honestly did not know that I was coming until about um, 12 days ago. I called and I said, uh, Sister Showstrand had said, well, you know, when are you going to get to come up? I said, I don't know. I said, I, I, I don't have a lot of time off when I do. It's just a couple days. She said, well, come up for a couple days. She said, when, what couple days can you come? I said, well, it'd be a weekend. She said, well, which one? I said, I don't know. So I started, she said, well, look at the calendar. So I got out the phone and I was looking and I said, well, it looks like the only one's going to be not this weekend, but next. She said, well, come then. And so uh, I, I looked at, I said, I'll call you back. And I looked and I said, well, can I come this, this weekend? And they, of course, were always so nice and gracious to let a Arkansas boy come up north. But uh, anyway, uh, I do love my family. I love all of you. You're my Ohio family. And uh, I, I look forward to every time I get to see you. You all are a blessing to me every time I can be up here. How many of you know that it's just refreshing sometimes to come to the house of the Lord? People that you don't have to talk to every day, but you just come and you feel that kindred spirit. You feel the Holy Ghost. And you just come and you can just feel at home. That's how I feel with you all. So thank you all for having me. I do uh, want to share with you a couple thoughts that um, the Lord placed on my heart. We'll turn to Second Samuel chapter 15. In verse 24, 2 Samuel 15 and 24. If you have your Bibles and you're there, say amen. amen. If you're looking at the screen, say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> 2 Samuel 15 and 24 says, And all the country wept with a loud voice, and all the people passed over. The king also himself passed over the brook Kidron, and all the people passed over toward the way of the wilderness. 2 Samuel 23, excuse me. 2 Samuel 15 and 23. We'll read it one more time. We'll read it so you can follow along. 2 Samuel 15 and 23. And all the country wept with a loud voice, and all the people passed over. The king also himself passed over the brook Kidron, and all the people passed over toward the way of the wilderness. And today I want to talk to you for a few minutes on the subject crossing the Kidron. Crossing the Kidron. Let's ask the Lord to bless his word to our hearts today. Lord, we thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you for allowing us to be here. Thank you for allowing me to be up here, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence that we've already felt so much in this place this morning. I ask that you bless your word to our hearts this morning. Bless us, Lord, and keep us in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. 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 This story is when uh, David's son Absalom had conspired, to, uh, conspired against him, was plotting against him to overthrow him as king. And David, in fear of his life, fled with his family. And this is his own son. His own son is after him wanting to take over the throne. For the, the scripture says in one point, for the last four years, he was trying to, Absalom was trying to get his way in with all the people and being nice to him and giving him a hug, giving him a kiss on the cheek, trying to get favor because he was looking forward to a point when he was going to overthrow. And even before David went through this, he went through so many things. You know, we know that we've read many scriptures about all the, the tests and trials that David went through. And yet somehow God was able to keep him through all of that. Despite what we're going through, I'm here to tell you today that God's able to keep you. Amen? Amen. He's able to keep you. 
And in Psalms 23 and 3, this is a famous psalm, Psalm of David. Scripture says, He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He restoreth my soul. This is a little bit deeper than superficial things, than circumstances. It's a little bit more than things that are on the outside that everyone can see, that everyone recognizes. And how many of you know that sometimes a little physical touch is not good enough for what I need? I need more than just healing from a cold. I need more than just healing from this sickness, this disease I'm dealing with. I need something deep down inside of me to change. I need a touch, a, a soul touch. And sometimes the circumstances that we're going through don't look good. In fact, they look terrible sometimes. And they may not seem like they could possibly be the will of God. How can this be righteousness? How can this be a path of righteousness? God said, you'll lead me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. And this that I'm going through, this is a path of righteousness? The trial of my life? And I know the Bible says all things to work together for good. And I, I believe that, God. But just get me through this and then, then I'll forget about it and then I'll move on to something else. Just, just, just get me through it. I, I, I trust you. I don't know about this working together for good, but just get me through it and I'm going to move on. David said, he restoreth my soul. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. God made provision for us, despite the circumstances that we're going through, to get a little more than just a, a superficial touch to get a little more than just a change of circumstances. God made provision to go deeper inside of us. Our transgressions, iniquities, these are a little bit more than just, than just something on the outside. These are a little bit more than the stuff I face when I go to work every day. Y'all know what I'm talking about? God made a way, a provision for us to have healing, not just on the outside, but also on the inside. And in the story that we read, King David is faced with unbelievable hurt, betrayal, his own family. His son is trying to overthrow him, conspiring against him. The ultimate conspiracy theory, except it ain't no theory. Scripture says, And Absalom sent for, sent for Ahithophel. This is verse 12 of chapter 15. Sent for Ahithophel the Gilanite, David's counselor. This was David's, one of his chief counselors, Ahithophel. Sent for Ahithophel the Gilanite, David's counselor, from his city, even from Gilo, where he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong, and the people increased continually with Absalom. And David, we read, fled the city with his family. In order for David to get out of Jerusalem, his own city, the city of David, there was something he had to cross over. In order for him to leave the conspiracy and the hurt and the pain and everything that was coming at him from behind, he had to cross over. To get away from near death itself, he had to cross over a filthy little ditch, a filthy little creek or stream filled with a bunch of trash. This is King David. He's king right now. Why should he have to leave the city? Why should he have to leave his own city? He's the king. Why should he have to do this? Why, is this fair? Why, why, why is it fair that he should be the one that has to leave? Shouldn't he just 
start commanding the people, say, hey, no, I'm the king, you're going to, you're my, you're my people, I'm the ruler, Absalom is the rebellious one, he's doing wrong, not me, I've tried to follow God. Huh? And yet, David left, and the way he left was he had to cross this filthy little creek adjacent to his city. Let me show you what this creek is. Second Chronicles 29 and 16. And the priests went in to the inner part of the house of the Lord to cleanse it and brought out all the uncleanliness that they found in the temple of the Lord into the court of the house of the Lord. And the Levites took it and carried it abroad into the brook Kidron. The Kidron was a place where, while cleaning the temple, the priests and the Levites had taken all of the trash in there, all the uncleanliness, and dumped it in this stream nearby on the outskirts of the city. I'm here to tell you today that regardless of what we've gone through, regardless of the trash that we have in our lives, we have to get over some things. It's not just about leaving that either. It's about going to something. We think we're in a trial. It's all about getting out. God, get me out. Lord, get me out. The Lord wants to do more than just get you out of something. He wants to bring you to something. Because he knows the thoughts that he has for you are good thoughts. Thoughts of peace and prosperity. He knows the direction that he wants you to go. He knows where he wants to take you. And it's a good place. It's something better than where you are now. A lot of times we think, Lord, just get me out. Lord, I just can't take this anymore. And Lord, why are you dragging me through this garbage now? What, what is this about? And if we will just trust and we'll just say, you know what, I, I, I don't understand this. I don't know why I have to go through this, but I'm just going to keep walking. I'm going to step over this mess that I'm going through. I'm going to wade through it, whatever I have to do, because I'm going to get to the other side because I believe God has something for me in front of me, not just what's behind me that I'm running from. Hebrews 12 Verse 14 says, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. What does it say? Follow peace. Follow holiness. You have to follow those things. I don't, sometimes, it, 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 to find restoration in God, I have to get over some things, and it's an act of forcibly, an act of will to do it. I have to make myself submit my will and trust where God's leading me to. David, you can either stay in Jerusalem and, and take your chances there, or you can flee, you can wade through the mess that's in front of you to go to the other side. And, and sometimes you'll hear people, you know, that talk about things that happened to them 30 years ago. And I'm not saying that every time someone talks about something in the past, that means that they're carrying that stuff. But, but sometimes you'll find people that want to bring up the past and all the hurts and the offenses. And I'm here to tell you today that we have to let that go. We have to cross over it. We have to step over all the mess that, that has been dragging us down for so long. And we have to follow peace and holiness. And the only way to do that is to follow God. The only way to do that is to let God touch us and cleanse us. Following holiness means keeping yourself pure. And to keep yourself pure, you can't have a bunch of mess dragging you down. You can't have, you can't be filled with a bunch of filthiness and uncleanliness. To keep the temple pure, you have to let it be washed once in a while. And I'll tell you, you need to have it washed more than once a year. Uh, uh, the scripture says, I die daily. I have to get over some things daily. 
See, I don't want to have to worry about offenses that happened to me 30 years ago. You say, well, I was done wrong. I was hurt. That's not your battle right now. The Lord will take care of that. We're on our way to the new Jerusalem, and we don't have time to mess with all the stuff that's behind us. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, get over it. Get over it. If you stay on this side of the Kidron, you run a risk. Hebrews 12, we read verse 14. Verse 15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. We have to get over all the mess. Because if we don't, the risk we run is letting a root of bitterness grow deep down inside of us, and as a result, be defiled. I don't want to be defiled. I want to be washed and cleansed. The Lord took care of all of the stuff that I thought that I may have to do on my own. He took care of it when he died at Calvary. I don't have to carry that stuff with me anymore. I can move on. I can move forward. I can grow in him. I have something to look forward to when I leave this earth. If he calls me home before the rapture or if I go up with the rapture, I have something to look forward to that's better than where I am now. The earth that I'm in now, all this is going to pass away and I have a new Jerusalem to look forward to. I have something better in store for me. And if I don't get over it, if I don't cross the, the Kidron, then I run the risk of becoming defiled. And if I, if I let a root of bitterness grow inside of me, I'm the one that suffers. I'm the one that is troubled in my mind, that doesn't have peace. And many things that we go through are not our fault. Many things that we go through, it's not any of my doing. It's not something that I, as the result of an action that I, I made, and yet we have to get over it. What does the scripture say? Jesus said 70 times 7, forgive your neighbor. I don't know if that's a, a, a specific, has a specific meaning or, or what, it's 490, 490 times a day. I don't know if I've ever forgiven anyone that many times in a week, let alone a day. But the point is, we have to let it go. We cannot, Jesus said 70 times 7, I don't care how many times. Is it an arbitrary number? It doesn't matter. You got to let it go. You got to leave it behind. Leave the hurt behind. Leave your past behind you. We have to get in the presence of God to be cleansed. That's the only way to stay pure. We have to constantly get over the hurts and the offenses that have dragged us down, that we've been carrying for so long. And that's why... David crossed over the darkness and went to pray. The Bible says he crossed over and went to pray. The Bible says pray without ceasing. We have to constantly be in a state of prayer. I don't know how on earth some people can, can that, that are, are and I and thank God for our prayer warriors, but sometimes when I'm at work, I can't think about praying. I can't think about, I, I'm just, I'm the, the, at most, all I can do is say, Jesus, I don't have time to kneel down and pray. I, I, I can't do that. Thank God for people, prayer warriors, that are always on, on, on behalf of other people, interceding for us when we need it most. Sometimes there's prayers going up that we don't even know about, and they're carrying us through, and we don't even have a clue about it. I'm so thankful for the prayers of my Ohio family because I'm telling you today, those are part of what's gotten me through. And if we will all look closely... We will all recognize that there are people in this church, Pastor and Sister Shostrin, always, always advocating for us 
And our biggest advocate is Jesus himself. The Bible says when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Ghost makes utterings that we don't even understand. Groanings and utterings understandable. In, uh, in understandable. We have to constantly be in a state of prayer. David went up in 2 Samuel 15. Let's skip to verse 31. Verse 30, excuse me. And David went up by the ascent of Mount Olivet and wept as he went up and had his head covered. And he went barefoot. And all the people that was with him covered every man his head. And they went up weeping. Where are you going, David? I'm going to pray. I'm going up to the mount to pray. I've crossed over the filthy Kidron. I've crossed over the thing that, that was had all my wounds in the past and all the hurts and all the offenses that I've, that I, all the times I've been done wrong. I've crossed over that and now I'm going to pray. I de I've decided I'm going to get over it. Let it go. I'm going to get healed. I'm going to get my healing. I'm going to get my deliverance, my restoration. I'm not staying on that side of the Kidron. I'm not only crossing over it, then I'm, I'm going to go up to the mount after I get over it. I'm going to go up to the mount to pray. And I'm not going back. Now keep in mind that the Kidron, it didn't say it was full of one man's trash. It was full of all kinds of trash from the temple. Sometimes you're going to be surrounded by the problems of other people and you just have to say, Lord, I plead the blood. I'm walking through. I cannot handle, I cannot even handle my own stuff. Get me through this. Someone say, get over it. I'm on my way to get a touch. And I'm not just running from all this other stuff that I'm leaving behind either. I'm running to Jesus. I'm running towards something that, that is going to be more than just a, 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 a little temporary change of circumstance. I'm running to something that is big enough to lead me into heaven for all eternity. I'm walking towards something that is bigger than even I understand right now. So some people think that church is just a place that I go to when I'm, you know, I, well, I just need a little pick-me-up. I just need a little, you know, something, uh, just an escape for a, for a few moments. If all we need is an escape, there's lots of other addictions and habits out there that can do that for a few minutes to a few hours. And then you still feel back as bad as you did before. This place is not just a place to leave the old things. The Bible says, cast your burdens on the Lord. It's not just a place to get over things, to, 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 to forget about them. It's a place to move forward into new things. So some, sometimes we, we look around and, and our Pentecostal services, we think that, oh, so-and-so is crazy. Look at them singing and shouting and dancing. You'll have to excuse me, but you don't understand where the Lord's brought me from. You don't understand the things that I've been carrying around with me. I'm crossing over some things as we speak. Sometimes I've, I've done a lot. I've had to cross over just to get to church. So if you see me here, and you see me with my hands lifted up, and you see me shedding a tear, and you see me shouting and singing praises, and you see me dancing, you just have to understand that the Lord's bringing me through some things to somewhere better than where I am now. David said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that one thing will I seek after, that I may dwell in his house. This place, this place is where we need to run to. This place we can run to. There's always an ark of safety here. This place is where we find healing and restoration. David said, I was, I was discouraged and I was depressed when I looked around and I saw the, 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 all the blessings that the wicked were having. I was discouraged in my spirit. 
until I went into the house of the Lord. How many of you know that the house of the Lord is where you got to be? You're all here today. Praise God. Sometimes you may not be able to, be, to make it to a service. Sometimes you may not be able to get yourself out of bed to get here. You may be sick in your body. You may have other things that you have to tend to, family needs or whatever they may be. And in those moments, thank God for people here that are praying, not just for themselves, but for other people, interceding for us, because this place is where healing occurs. Scripture says, And one told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. Ahithophel, your chief counselor. And David said, O oh Lord, I pray thee, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. The Bible, is, the Bible says God is able to not only get us through things, but all of the traps and the snares that the enemy set around us, set, sets all around us, the Lord's able to turn it. Anyone know a song that says he turned it? Lord, whatever I'm going through now, I don't understand. I, I, I can't make any sense of this, God. My best friends have betrayed me. My own family's betrayed me. Turn it, Lord. Turn it somehow for my good. The scripture says all things work together for good. This doesn't look good to me, God, but turn it. Turn it. Turn it into something that's, that's, that's blessed to me. So turn it into something that is going to bring restoration to my soul and healing. And this prayer that David prayed, it wasn't the only thing David prayed. In Psalms 3, theologians say that this is actually, this was written in reference to the time when David was fleeing Ahithophel. He wrote it at that time. It says, Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. Thou art my protection. Thou art my defender. Thou art my provider, my glory, and the lifter up of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me. I'm here to tell you today, if you'll just cry out to him, he will hear. He will hear you the second you utter his name. He heard me out of his holy hill. I laid my head down to sleep. I awakened for the Lord. He did what? He sustained me again. Somehow or another, you've got to know that God's going to sustain you. He's going to bring you through. Verse 6 says, I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people. I won't be afraid if I'm looking at armies upon armies of the enemy that have set themselves round about against me. Arise, O Lord. You are my help. You're my shield. You're my defender. Save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheek. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Verse 8 says, Salvation belongeth unto God. Thy blessing is upon thy people. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and give him thanks. Let's lift our hands and just praise him for a moment. He's been good to us. He's taken care of us every test and trial that we've gone through. Every time that we've been dragging around burdens and, and all the offenses and hurts. Somehow God, we're here today, Lord. Somehow bring us through and bring us to something better. Lord, we worship you and we praise you today. Thank you, God, for mercy, for hearing our prayers, for healing us of our diseases. The psalmist said, I said, Lord, be merciful unto me. Heal my soul. Heal my soul. Not just my body. Lord, I, I need healing in my body too, but do something deep down inside of me. Do something to change me. Do something that will bring me to a place in you that I wasn't before and that I couldn't see before. The risk of not getting over things. The risk of letting a root of bitterness grow inside of us. Those those people that allow 
the wounds of the past to dwell in them become victims, become captives to them. And the only way to get released from those, those chains, those bonds of bitterness, is to come into the house of the Lord and just lift up your hands and say, God, please help me. Wash me. I can't. I don't want to carry this anymore. I'm suffering, God. I, haven't, I, don't, I can't sleep at night. I have no peace. Help me, God. Help me to get through this. If you decide you want to stay on the other side of Kidron, you'll be a captive to the mess of life. Wouldn't you just rather the Holy Ghost wash you? Wouldn't you just rather live, the, live, live out all your days or until Jesus comes in peace? Wouldn't you just rather him restore some things? Huh? Wouldn't you just rather feel his touch? See, God loved us so much and wanted to go deep with our healing. The Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions. Our transgressions, our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace. Us to have peace, for me to have peace. He took the beating for it. So that I wouldn't have to carry all this stuff in my mind. So that I wouldn't have to be troubled at night. So that I could slay my head on my bed and sleep. He took it. And by his stripes I'm healed. Not just on the outside, but on the inside. The price to have healing was paid a long time ago. You and I don't have to worry about it now. The only thing you and I have to do is to come into God and open up and say, God, I've been holding this in. I'm asking you, please, to help me. Please, God, restore me. God, get me through this. I'm crossing over the Kidron now. I can't keep, I cannot keep, Lord, staying in the city where I am with all the hurts and the fences, God. I can't do this anymore. Please get me through it. We've got to take the step. We've got to ask. Paul said, brethren, I count myself not to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting all the stuff that's behind, forgetting those things which are behind and pressing forward, reaching forward, reaching ahead. I'm not staying back here. I'm reaching ahead. I'm reaching up to things that are before. We got to let it go. I'm reaching for something ahead. I'm on my way to the new Jerusalem. I'm reaching for the kingdom of heaven. The Bible says kingdom of heaven is peace, joy, and righteousness. There is no peace where there's all this turmoil in my mind. The Bible said to get there, I have to let that stuff go so that I can have that peace, joy, and righteousness that comes with the kingdom. I'm leaving my hurt behind. In David's journey, when he was fleeing from Absalom and had to cross over the Kidron and had to go up to pray, this should sound a little bit familiar. See, Jesus had been hurt too. Jesus grew up in a small little town, and he was a carpenter. And he, 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 he knew, he developed friendships and connections with people as, as a human would. He had friends. He had family. And then at 30, when he began his ministry, he had a lot of people following him. But not all of them were people that truly supported him. The Bible said the mixed multitudes was full of people that just came around for the healings, for the bread, for the fish. The Bible said lots of people only cared about what he could give them in that moment. They weren't interested in what he had to say about healing or something deeper. And Jesus, you know, you know how hurt he must have been when all of a sudden people are saying, crucify him, crucify him. I'm sure some of the same ones who had followed him, he probably looked out and recognized some of the faces of some of those people that all of a sudden had turned against him, his own, his own people, his own town. 
Isaiah prophesied and says, I was wounded in the house of my friends. Prophesied of Jesus saying, I was wounded in the house of my friends. Jesus was constantly under attack. Turn to John 18, verse 1. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Cedron, where was a garden, into which into the which he entered and his disciples. Cedron. That sound a little bit familiar? He crossed over the Kidron just like David did. And you know where he went after he crossed over? He went up to the same mount that David did. He went up with his disciples to pray. And a different account in, in, in Luke chapter 22 verse 39 it says, And he came out and went and was wont to the Mount of Olives. And his disciples also followed him. Jesus himself made the same journey. All the hurt, all the, all, all the terrible name calling that he'd endured. All the, all the betrayal. He had to cross over and leave it behind and go up to pray. And where did Jesus go when he carried all that stuff? To the Mount of Olives. He paved the way for us to do the same. When we cross over and we allow God, we come in here and we come to the altar and we allow God to touch us, give us a refilling of the Holy Ghost. Somehow or another, there's a perfect peaceableness that comes over us that passes all human understanding. And I feel washed and I feel clean and I start to weep and I just say, God, thank you. Help me, Jesus. Thank you for healing. Thank you for restoration. Thank you, God, for allowing me to feel, feel restored from all of the brokenness that I've experienced in my past. Jesus prayed, Father, if thou be willing, remove this from me. God, if you're willing, just get me out of this. I don't want to have to go through this anymore. And Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Nevertheless, all the stuff that I'm carrying, Lord, just, just go with me. Just, just be there with me. Just get me through it. Just give me peace. If I have to walk through the mud a little bit, Lord, whatever I have to do to get over this, just be with me, Lord. Just, just take, me to, take me to a, great, a bigger place in you. Take me, Lord, to a higher place in you. Psalms 107 says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And Peter said, Lord, not, not only my feet, don't wash my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Lord, all of me, wash all of me. I don't want just a, a, a small touch just for this. I don't want to be the type of person that comes in and says, Lord, my toe's hurting today, heal my toe. And then I'm out and then I come back when I hurt my finger. Lord, just heal all of me now. Heal all of me today. Lord, I'm here today. I want to get rid of all this stuff today. Physical healing, spiritual healing, a cleansing, a washing, a touch from the master. I want it now, Lord. Lord, you're here. You're here today, Lord. Heal me right now. I've come into your house having faith, Lord, that you are mighty and able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I'm asking. And I'm asking you, Lord, to allow the cleansing power of God, to allow the Holy Ghost to wash all the hurt and the and the bitterness, Lord, that I've carried all this time. Lord, those people that have hurt me, I'm praying for them, Jesus. Touch them, Lord. Lord, bless them. Allow them to see. Allow them to come to the same place in you where they can feel your touch and be cleansed. Peter said, all of me, Lord. Wash all of me, inside and out. Jesus said, if you don't let me wash you, you can't be part of me. You have to let the master wash you. You have to let him cleanse you to get out all the stuff that you've been carrying. 
for so many years in some instances. You say, I've got battles to fight. Right now, the only thing we need to do is to allow God to wash us. He's allowed us to come into his place, his house, one more time, at least once more, hopefully many more, but at least today we have in this temple. And we have, are filled with the opportunity. We are surrounded by God's people, surrounded by his presence. It's in here right now. The Holy Ghost is here to heal and deliver. You say, well, what if I walk out and I don't have healing in my body? Lord, I don't, whatever you have to do, heal my soul, Lord. What if he doesn't heal me of my physical infirmity today? I'm going to have faith that he's able to do it. But even with my physical infirmity, heal my soul, God, so that my physical infirmity will be a blessing to someone else that I can say, hey, let me tell you something. I'm going through this, but you know what? The Lord has delivered me, and I feel at perfect peace, and I know that God is, is going to keep me. One way or another, I'm going to end up, I have something to look forward to when I leave this earth. I have something ahead of me that's greater than where I am now. The battle may be, may be there, but it may be for another day. See, David took back his beloved Jerusalem. David came back. The Lord restored it to him. But when he came back, he came back a restored man. He wasn't the same as he was when he left. After he'd gone up to the peak, to the mount, and prayed and gotten cleansed, later on, God would bring him back. Sometimes the path of righteousness is not to get out of something. Sometimes the Lord allows us to go through things so that we will get closer to him, so that we'll let go of all the things that we've been carrying for so long. Scripture says, He will restore the years that the canker worm hath eaten, but he'll do it with me healed inside. Second Samuel 18 and 7 says, Where the people of Israel were slain before the servants of David, and there was a great slaughter that day of 20,000 men, for the battle was there scattered over the face of all the country, and the wood devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. The God took care of the enemy, of the conspirators. God will always have justice. God will always take care of his people. And what is our charge to do in the meantime? Just to walk with him. Just to let him cleanse us another time, another day. Lord, whatever I have to do, just please, please wash me inside, Lord. Help me in my circumstance that I'm going through, Lord. But if I am to go through this, if this is my lot, then allow me to go through it with my chin up, with my chest out, confident in you, God, that you're going to bring me through and that you're not just going to bring me through the same, but you're going to bring me through changed. You're going to make me a new man because I have something that I am trying to get to. I have something that I'm seeking after. The stuff that I'm going through now is just for a season. Our jobs are just an occupation until Jesus comes back. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus saw some things, got some things back too. After he went up to the mountain, prayed, and said, Nevertheless, Lord, if I'm going to go through this, then give me peace. Give me, restore to me holiness. Restore to me the joy of salvation. Help me, God. Help me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And the Bible says that Jesus, when he was going through the ultimate trial, the ultimate test, he went down and took the keys to death, hell, and the grave for you and me. Revelation 1 and 17 says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet 
I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first, and I am the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys to hell and the keys to death. You don't have to worry about death, hell, and the grave anymore because I've paved the way for you. I've gone up to the mountain. I've conquered it. I've conquered my will. And I've given you the power of the Holy Ghost to sustain you. You will never go through a trial that I will not be right there with you. You'll never go through a test that I will not bring you through. You can do it. Just look to me. Just look up. Just look up to the hills. Your help comes from the hills, from the Lord. Go up to the hill. Go up to the mountain and pray. Be in a state of prayer. Cross over the Kidron. You see, we don't have to worry about all the things that, that may or may not happen for us, all the outcomes that we try to figure out and stipulate is this, is this, but what if this, what if this? Because we know one thing is for certain. The end of the end from the beginning is this. That Jesus has a table prepared for us waiting. And he brought eternal life for us so that you and I, whatever we're going through on this earth, we have confidence and hope that it's just for a short time. And he's going to restore to us all the prayers that you've been praying for all those years. He's going to, he's heard every last one of them. He's going to restore the years that, that life and test and sin and doubt and despair have taken from you. He will restore them. But more importantly, He's going to restore us to a place in Him for eternity that we can have perfect peace, joy. There's no sorrow up there. Let's lift our hands and ask Him to touch us one more time. Lord, thank You for allowing us to feel Your presence. Thank You, God, for bringing us through all the tests and trials, Lord, that we've got through up this point. We have confidence, Lord, that anything that we go through, You are with us. There's nothing that You can't do, nothing that You won't do, nothing that You haven't done, Lord. You've paid the ultimate price. You've paved the way for us. Lord, help us in this place. Let the Holy Ghost just reach down right now and touch us where we are. Lord, You know our needs. Lord, You know that we're frail. Lord, forgive us for our sins and our iniquities. Lord, by Your stripes we're healed. Thank You, Lord, for the power of the Holy Ghost that washes and cleanses. Lord, let it saturate us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet today. We need you today, God. Lord, we need a touch from you. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for the cleansing power that we feel in this place. Lord, we're letting go of those things which are behind. We're pressing forward toward the mark. Lord, right now in this place, I ask that you touch me, Lord. Touch, touch your servants in this place, God. We've come to you in need of something greater than just a temporary change of circumstance. We've come to you in need of restoration. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to feel what we feel in this place. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You don't have to carry all the stuff from your past. You don't have to be afraid of what lies ahead. But what you do have to do is follow. Follow Jesus. Follow holiness. Follow peace. You have to make yourself get over it. It's not easy. Sometimes it, 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 is, it is a deliberate act of will to say, God, I, I, I cannot, cannot carry this anymore. I'm suffering. I will not. I will not think about this anymore. I will not allow this to hurt me anymore. I am going to cross over the Kidron. I am going to cross over all of the offenses and hurts that I've carried all my life. I'm going to get through this because I'm going 
to, to run to you. I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to feel your presence one more time. I've got to, Jesus. The Lord is here. He's here today. I'm thankful that the Lord didn't give up on me. I'm thankful that all the things that I've carried, the Lord has given me an opportunity to wash. The Lord's given me an opportunity to feel total cleansing, to be pure again like him. You say, well, none's holy but God. No, but we're supposed to be like him. We're supposed to strive to be more like him. You say, well, I can't be. You just have to keep coming and getting cleansed. Every service, every time the church doors are open, sometimes we look so judgmentally on people that come and get prayed for and say, well, they must be going through or they must be going through. Hey, we're all going through it. And whether or not you feel it right now, you will. You will at some point. Let's come. Let's ask God to, to touch us one more time. We need this. We need a cleansing. We need a touch. We need to allow him to wash us and cleanse us. The Lord's paved the way for us to have that. Complete restoration. You say, well, what about the healing in my body? The Lord's able to do that too. By his stripes, the blood that was already shed, there's healing. Lord, I ask that you perform miracles on me.